0: The Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Planted with Sarah Pion. I'm Sarah Pion, your host. And today we have L'Oreal Allegretti here, who is the CEO and co-founder at 40 Tons, a black woman-owned premium cannabis clothing and accessories brand from Los Angeles, California. Um, L'Oreal has a, an amazing story um, Normally, when I talk about first experiences with cannabis, we talk about sneaking out, getting high, having the giggles. This is a very different story, and it's a story that we need to have more conversations about because cannabis is another opportunity for us to look at how we have been doing things wrong policy-wise as a society for decades and beyond. And L'Oreal, I just want to welcome you for being, to being here today, to taking mm-hmm. the time to talk with me and to give our viewers, or I should say our listeners, because they're not going to see us, but they definitely will hear us, our listeners mm-hmm. a chance to really understand the impact and what's being done now, the work that's starting to rectify a lot of this. So thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, thank you, Sarah. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you having me on and um, allowing me to share my story with your audience. So, thank you. Oh, absolutely. And and starting
0: on that, what what was your your first impactful experience around cannabis?
1: Oh, wow. Just to briefly take you back, I was 13 years old. My older brother was 16 years old, and he got into trouble and um, they, as a juvenile, and they arrested him, and they held him until he turned 18 years old in order to trial him as an adult. Um, because me and my siblings were raised by a single grandmother, there wasn't any extra money, there wasn't a lawyer in the family to go to, um, to get any advice or any help. So we were forced to take uh, whatever the system was giving us, you know. And so this uh, justice system, and I use that very uh, loosely, Right. um, (laughs) right? was, uh, you you know, trying my brother as an adult at 18 years old, but never trying him in the juvenile system. So that was my real first taste of this unjust justice system,
0: if you will. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and when we were talking, we were speaking briefly before we started recording today, one of the things we were discussing was that injustice where, you know, we don't talk enough about the fact that when, you know, kids get into stuff we're all I I know for sure I was precocious and (laughs) you know there's a huge difference we see the difference in how people are treated when white children go to rehab because they just they're just (laughs) confused and they just need a little extra help and black and brown children go to prison
1: right exactly historically it's been black and brown children and adults that have been given the um the, the, the messed up end of the stick, so to speak. Uh, so, um, you know, you learn to adapt when you really shouldn't have to. It, it should be a fair across the board, and, and it isn't, you know. Um, but just speaking about it, hopefully this sheds some light on, um, you know, some policies and, and, and laws that should come into effect to kind of help those communities. So.
0: Mm-hmm. It, tell us more about 40 Tons, how it came to be, and what you're mm-hmm. doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So 40 tons is probably, oh, 20 years in the making. Um, I didn't realize it then, you know, as a 13 year old uh, kid, experiencing what I did with my older brother. um, And subsequently, not once, not twice, but three times when my husband went away to um, prison uh, for nonviolent cannabis charges. And then lastly, when my good friend of over 20 something years, um, went to jail and subsequently got a life sentence without the possibility of parole for nonviolent cannabis charges. Um, It was uh, me in the courtroom. You know, I had two children at the time, Mary, uh, my husband, Anthony, and Corvain, we're all friends of 20-something years. And uh, my husband, Anthony, gets sentenced. They're all in the same indictment, nothing different, um, except their skin color and um my husband gets sentenced to a lighter sentence and um my friend corvain he gets sentenced to life without the possibility of parole i knew right then and there there was this aha moment it was unjust um you know but you don't have the resources you don't have the money um to fight you know so you just have to again take that shit in of the stick right right and um that was just a slap in the face that i had to do something um and so 1040 tons is is the the real birth and inception of it and we we haven't been um on paper, so to speak, or, or formed company um, for a long time, but it was always in the making right so it's 20 mm-hmm. something years in the making that forty tons has has uh, uh, been in my forefront right
0: mm-hmm. so
1: um, Corvain was sentenced to that to life without the possibility of parole for having 40 tons of cannabis. Wow. So, so... Was, that, was
0: that collectively amongst everybody who was indicted that he got blamed for the whole 40 tons or was there more to it?
1: Yeah. Um, so there were other people in the indictment, obviously. Um, Corvain was the last one and they put everybody's amount of cannabis onto Corvane. So he got charged with the forty tons, wow. and you know this whole he's done nine years in prison, and we'd speak with him and letters and trying to support him and amplify the message of this um of his message and, and, and the fact that he got charged with such a this terrible crime for nonviolent cannabis related charge, which is now today is legal. Right. But back then, 10 years ago, it was illegal. But um, the punishment doesn't fit the crime, you know, so my husband and I, we would, um, you know, stay up late, late hours of the morning, amplifying his message on all sorts of social media platforms. Um, Clubhouse was very instrumental in that. Change.org, um, LPP, which is Last Prisoner Project, Marijuana Matters, which I sit on the advisory board for. We all kind of just collectively... Um, got together, amplify his message, and ultimately got it before uh, former President Donald Trump so that he could give Corvain, uh, grant him that clemency. So it, it, it was a lot of hard work and, and a lot of people behind the scenes. And it wasn't just one person. It was one plus one plus one equals 100, you know? Right, right. It takes, it so. takes more than just
0: one person to make something like that happen. Yes, exactly, wow, and so Corvin <laughs> he's out now,
1: yes, yes, so uh, January is um probably it was a couple of days before Trump was exiting um the president um And then he granted him presidential clemency, even amidst all the things that were going on. You know, they were storming the White House. They were putting their feet up on the Oval Desk. I mean, there were just, it was just total chaos. And, um, you know, former President Donald Trump, no matter how people feel about him, right, he gave an only son back to his father and mother. He returned an only son to his two daughters. Right. right. So that in itself is an is an amazing thing to have the power to do. Um, Corvain was a perfect candidate for for that clemency. And, um, you know, we're just really grateful and thankful. And actually, Anthony um, (laughs) was able to go and pick Corvain up from um, Paula, Louisiana, when we got the call that he definitely was going to be released. (sighs) So that was amazing. We were up all night, I literally drove him um, to LAX, the wee hours of the morning to catch a red eye to be able to you know, go go and pick up um, our friend Corvain and and meet him at the airport with the attorneys and, and all the other people. So it was just an amazing um, uh, experience that um, I don't think in this lifetime I'll probably ever experience. Are you either, Sarah? Right. Well, <laughs> <probably> I experience.
0: <laughs> I I sure hope not. That had to be something to be able to wrap <laughs> your arms around your friend again after all that time.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was just, I mean, we cried, we embraced, um, you know, it was a a lot of media uh, around us, but it almost was like, it didn't even matter. Like it was all, you know, it was just him and I, um, and when we, when we finally wrapped arms around each other of like, you, you know, why we did this, you know, why we're here, you know, let's turn this thing around and, um, make this negative into a positive and hence 40 tons the, the birth of 40 tons and we're we're super busy and grateful for all the opportunities and we've got a lot of things in the pipeline and um it's super exciting yeah well and 40 tons does a lot of different things so for our
0: listeners who may not be familiar <laughs> will you, will you let them know all the wonderful things that
1: you do Yes. we. Yes. It's so exciting. You know, you know I represent the the wife and the girlfriends and the mothers and the sisters uh, that are left behind when your loved ones have to go away and do this ungodly amount of time for nonviolent cannabis charges. Right. Um, so I wanted to be able to give that to those L'Oreal's that are, you know, behind me. Right. Right. Um, So in in that, we actually, um, most of the proceeds from any item that's purchased on our website is given right back to that prisoner. You know, they may need eyeglasses, which we just um, paid Parker Coleman a pair of eyeglasses because the federal um, bureau uh, prisons, they do not deem eyeglasses a necessity, right? Uh, so, um, right, just these small things, right, so you know buying eyeglasses or putting monies on putting monies on um the prisoner's commissary so that they can buy something to eat or send a birthday card to their child, you know, so we've got programs like that set in play um we ha- we just did our candidates hiring event in the city of Hawthorne, which went great. It was just um amazing amount of people that came out, all these. Um, companies that came out that were hiring from bud tenders all the way to operations managers and directors and everyone in between who wanted to get back into the legal cannabis space and, um, just opening up that pathway for them. So we did that. We've got, um, MJ BizCom, which is coming up next week in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is a huge event and we'll have a booth there um super excited about that you know the month of October is breast cancer awareness so we've got some great um products that'll be available on our website and we're definitely going to be giving out all of your viewers and listeners um, a promo code that they can get a percentage off for anything that they'd like to purchase and support the brand and just know that those monies are going right back to that prisoner who's you know uh, needing uh, extra support while they're while they're away so we're doing a lot of great things um And I'm super excited about everything and and what the future holds. We also have um flower coming out in a few dispensaries here in California so look out for that and I mean very soon Sarah like like literally we go to distribution um tomorrow oh congratulations that's <laughs> so, awesome yeah yeah we're so excited like like um yeah we go to distro tomorrow we fly out the whole team flies out to San Francisco Tomorrow. And uh, we'll be in stores and probably the next week or so. Like it's that quick. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> and so
0: a, a portion of those proceeds are going to be going to support the projects for helping yes. prisoners as well.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly, because I know firsthand how it is to juggle children and meeting their necessities, and then you have your husband or your brother who is needing to have, um, you know, a piece of paper and a pencil to write you a letter, right, Right. Um, and a stamp, right, because that's not for though. so um, just balancing that, I, I know firsthand, you know, do you pay this light bill? To keep the lights on, or do you send money to the commissary so that they can write you? You know, it's real. It's, it's real struggles that I experience, and I i am doing this to help the next L'Oreal that's behind me, right? Yeah. And also to do this for the next Corvain that's behind him as well, right? This, this quick buck this fast money this illegal cannabis space is not where you want to be because they will catch up to you it will all catch up to you and you may be looking at life it's not a, a terrible sentence of 50 60 years which is some of our people that we're still advocating for that are, are sentenced to you know so
0: yeah and yeah. then it's really i mean it's it's a weird thing i mean when i first started working in cannabis we were still back in the 215 days. And so part of my my basic training was what to do in case we got our, we had we're raided.
1: And that was, you know,
0: and the one thing that, you know, we were told was, you know, just just, you know, keep everyone calm, keep quiet. The person that they're after isn't you, it's the owner of the dispensary. But it was it was like such a wild, wild way to have to to live and then you think about the fact that we are now legalizing in how many states now and we still have people that are that are fighting to get their lives back
1: yeah yeah really it's it's true we we've come so far but we still have so much more to go right we do Mm -hmm. i'm Mm
0: -hmm. i'm looking forward to a day where it's it we don't have to to raise money to help with that. But what we do is we're able to raise money to just continue to educate people and enrich and create sustainable abundance for families.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, throughout this whole process, I have been just hopeful, just hopeful that things will continue to change for the better and hopeful that, Um, you know, legislation and um, lawmakers will listen to me, listen to others in front of me, behind me, next to me, Mm -hmm. and and make some real change, you know, for our future.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And in the midst Mm -hmm. of all this, I read in your bio that
1: you're going back to school too. (laughs) Yes, I am, Sarah. I'm just not stopping. I can't, right like my eyes are wide open so I am actually um go I went back to school to get my RN degree so uh (laughs) yeah because you know I'm a firm believer in the plant and cannabis and all its healing properties and um you know from the newborn babies who you know have issues uh, to the 80 year old woman, man, that's having issues and um, how cannabis can really help, um, you know, ease the pain of of some of their ailments. And so I want to be able to educate those people on the use of cannabis. So, yeah, um, and uh, going back to school to get my RN degree, and it is not easy. It takes all of me to continue. I literally have my anatomy class right after our interview so wow (laughs) yeah it's
0: yeah it's it's not nursing school is not easy my mom well I come (laughs) from a family of nurses but my mom went back to school oh yeah when I graduated from high school my mom graduated from college with her bsn and she
1: ended oh, up
0: she a yeah and now she's well she retired recently but she was hematology oncology is what she was doing and she was doing research and
1: okay.
0: she ended up doing the clinical trials for the chemo that I took later on when I no. went through cancer in my late 30s it's a oh wow. but i remember her studying and she was like this is this is <laughs> not easy <laughs> It's yeah people don't realize how hard it is to be a nurse, so I really I, I congratulate you with i i you sh- you should bottle your energy
1: <laughs> you could be a millionaire, <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, with the we have three children now um forty tons is taking off um and and in school. So, yeah, you're right. It takes a, a lot of energy to keep it all going, but I Sarah, I am absolutely determined to succeed at all of them.
0: Well, you know, they, I I don't know if there's a saying about this, but there should be. You, you can never you can't stop a determined, inspired woman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, I, love I love it. Yes.
0: I'm sure there is some, like, really great snappy saying that's better than what I just said, but...
1: <laughs> for sure
0: there is. For sure. Well, when on your yeah. website, what are some of the items that people can can look at to purchase? Because I saw that you have a
1: background in fashion, too. Yes, I went to um, a and and got my degree there and sort of just shifted lanes to the... A nursing field. But um, some of our items are, you know, our streetwear, our um, jackets and t-shirts and hoodies and dad hats. And, you know, that's a small way for someone to just support our cause and know that um, you know, some of those proceeds are going to go to helping that prisoner who needs to make a phone call to his kid's birthday, you know, on, on their kid's birthday or send a letter to their grandma who hasn't heard from them in quite some time. Right. right. So um, that's anyone's way of just giving back to this to this cause, you know, um, so you can go on our website and, and check some things out and hopefully purchase and, and, and know that you're um, purchases is going to support that.
0: And can people, because I know a lot of people love doing that, but sometimes people just want to straight up give cash in a donation. Is that possible too?
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's possible. Um, You can send an email to us. Um, I believe it's info at 40tons.co. You can always send an info and excuse me, an email to that. Um email address, and someone will definitely respond. Um, we also have Corvain's reentry um portion, uh, which you can find him on the goFundMe if you'd like to support his reentry efforts. You know, he does a lot of interviews and a lot of good public work to where. You know, it, it takes money just to keep that going as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so you can support there, Go Fund Me. Um, yeah, so we're open for donations and really soon we will definitely have our forty tons um organization, nonprofit organization, uh, coming very soon where we we will be a five oh one C three.
0: Oh, congratulations, that's wonderful. Yeah.
1: That's thank really you. exciting. Thank you. Um what Yes
0: it is. Where have been some of your favorite partners to work with on this
1: oh gosh um i would say okay there's a bunch of them i would say um people who believe in our cause and followed us before we got the momentum that we have now um marijuana matters dc is huge um Lemonade, Antioch, uh, Patty, she's amazing there. Um, and prior to those women, um, Brittany K. Barnett, who's part of the Buried Alive project, she uh, we would have um team meetings and Zoom meetings with her and phone calls of um, where we can get positioned because she believed in our cause so much and this was all while Corvain was still um in prison, you know, and uh, Corvain's lawyer, the clemency attorney, Patrick Magaro, he stood by Corvain for many, many years and did not get paid, refused to take payment um, wow. you know, just because he believed that corvain uh, of corvain's innocence and and what forty tons stood for and and where we were going to be um, aligned in this cannabis industry. So it's people like that that truly believed in us and, and has given us an opportunity and a chance to sit at this table, this cannabis table, and uh, really let us be be heard, you know. And, um, yeah, so we are super excited. Uh, Chiefing, um, which is a cannabis brand out of Oakland. Um, you know, they have been huge supporters of us as well. So we're grateful for those opportunities. So, yeah. Awesome. And then
0: going into cannabis brands and being that you are going to be dropping your brand very soon. What are are you, are you doing the growing yourself or somebody growing for you?
1: (laughs) No, someone is growing for us. Uh, we will, someone is growing for us and we will just do, um, a licensing deal, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that would help us get into cannabis stores uh, more quicker. So that's where we're at with that. Um, and then stay tuned for our actual 40-tons um, DNA uh, strain that's coming very, very soon. too. Oh, that's still being grown. Yeah, that's the mother exciting. Is still being grown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, so that's exciting. Have you tried that's, it? In, that's um, no, because the mom is um is okay, it's like a whole other scene because the mother is very um sensitive, right? So you have to get her strong and ready to produce. Right. Um and so she's being grown right now out of Humboldt County. And so, um actually Anthony just went to go check on her and so she's doing good and so we should probably be able to see yielding flower from her um in the new year.
0: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. gonna be so exciting. So is that is that your favorite yeah. flower out of everything in the line so far, just especially? Because... Yes,
1: that is. <laughs> yes, that is. That is. It is. Um, and we will have an edible coming in in the interim too. So. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so can we're you, excited about that. Can
0: you give us any any hints about that, or is that is that still <laughs> under wraps?
1: Um, it's still a little under wraps, but just know that um I appreciate the edible, so it's gonna be something to knock your socks off, but as but you still will be able to function because I'm a mom. and and a student and running a business. And so you still have to be able to uh, function, but it's going to give you smooth sailing. So just stay tuned for that fire. If
0: if you can testify (laughs) to that for the flower or for the (laughs) edible, you know, everybody's going to be getting behind that because you're already doing it all.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And they're wondering, how am I doing this? Well, hi, I'm testing it right now. It's amazing. You know? So yeah, just stay tuned for that. That's so exciting,
0: um do you have any any dispensaries in particular that you'd be able to tell us about that pe- when people will be able to pick up the product to be able to support you and also I'm sure people are very curious about trying out the flower or is that something that's that's to be announced?
1: Um, so it will be in three dispensaries one I could definitely speak about. Um, that's gonna be uh Lemonade Antioch is where that will you'll be able to get the flower in the next uh week or two. Awesome. Right. And then there's two other distributions. Um we're LA based, so that'll be locally in, in LA. The stores are still um to be determined, mm-hmm. but if you're in that Bay Area, um Antioch, Oakland, San Fran, you'll be able to find it there. Awesome. Um yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Um, what mm-hmm. do you? I know you have so many things going on. You already have things slated for the future, but like when you really yes. look at the big picture, what do you want to see happen?
1: Oh my gosh, Sarah, that's a great question. Um, I want to see a diversity and equality in the cannabis space. Um, I'd like to see people that look like me owning dispensaries. You know, um, owning distribution centers, owning cultivation farms, um, owning manufacturing sites. Um, I'd like to be able to be given a fair chance in this cannabis industry. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I can totally, mm-hmm. totally see where mm-hmm. you're going to be a big part of helping make that happen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we have so much work to do. You know, there's over 40,000 prisoners currently sitting in jail for nonviolent cannabis charges, and 40 tons is here to amplify that message and to to uh, spread the awareness and just make people um, just just let them know what's going on in their backyard.
0: You know? Yeah, that's it. Well, I had um, I had Jesse Horton on from Loud a few episodes ago and he was also one of the founders of the minority cannabis business association. And when we were, t- he, he was wonderful. And he's just like, he's, well, He's got, not only does he have amazing flowers, but he's like, like you has done a lot of amazing work to try to change what we're seeing in cannabis. And one of the questions I asked him was because, and I, and I approached it as, because I, I'm a mixed race person. And Mm -hmm. there are many, it's like when I was growing up, the word minority, you know, we always thought of like black and brown folks as a minority. But now that's not necessarily the case. I was asking (laughs) him about the name and he's like, well, in cannabis, we still are. And I'm like, excellent point. Yes. (laughs) You know, we have a lot of work to do. But it is, it's an interesting thing when you start to see like how many more people there are especially in the United States that are black, brown, mixed race, which, you know, will always be counted as black or brown because we have these very interesting ways of of looking at people. Um, But there are, as we grow, I'm really hoping that, and and, and it's something that even prior to cannabis, I, I worked in civil rights, that we were able to, let people know that by creating sustainability and abundance for people who have not had these opportunities because of constructs that it doesn't mean that it's taking away from other people for somebody else to have something doesn't mean that other people will suffer
1: right right exactly
0: there's enough for all of
1: us yeah and yeah
0: maybe some people are taking more than they should
1: I think you might be on to something. I think so.
0: <laughs> I know I'm preaching to the choir.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's people who want to hoard everything. You know, I get it. I get it. But I'm here to say, uh, excuse me, I'm pulling my chair up to the table. Pardon me coming in, you know, um, so just be ready. <laughs> I love that. I love
0: what you're doing. I just it's it's so Thank very, you. very important. and. And we we need all hands on deck to make this happen. In, yeah. in addition to supporting forty tons, what can other what can people do to help support this movement and to really help create change and justice for people who are who are languishing in places where they really should not be?
1: Yeah, I think you know, if you don't have the excess funds to go on our website and purchase anything or send a donation, uh, you know, via GoFundMe or, or via our website. Um, if you can just educate yourself, you know, there's change.org, um, you know, sign petitions, you know, be aware of what's going on in your own backyard, you know, um, being in the know, you know, understanding what's, what's happening and, and how legislation is changing and what you can can do, Um you know, or maybe there's people out there who have backgrounds in videography or photography, and um, you know, they they might want to do a photo shoot with with the 40 tons team, or they you know might be able to create some content. You know, we're always open for that. Um, you know, we always look and welcome collaborations with other Canada's brands. Um, you know, we are a social impact brand, and so. Um, it, it is definitely, um, it would be who of that business owner or that person to align themselves with us, um, just so that we can, can be stronger in numbers. So that's
0: awesome. Yeah. Cause it's, I, I know like some people may not be able to give money, but they can give their time and effort and yeah.
1: some people are going to want to do both. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Anybody can can donate anything at, at any given time, and I don't want people to feel like, oh, if I can't buy a hoodie for $50 because I just don't have it, hey, I understand. Hey, I have been there, right? But if I have a camera and I can come and take some photos and send them your way, you know, why not? Yeah. You know, um, that's my way of helping, right? Right. So I just want people to be aware of that as well.
0: And when we're looking at, too, because I'm thinking, like, you know, social justice, it comes from making sure people aren't in jail for things that people are making money off of now. And actually, even before that, this shouldn't have been happening. But now when we're looking at the level playing field, what are some things that you see around equity that you would like to see more of? Or see changed. I know I'm, I'm I'm throwing these questions at you, and I'm like, L'Oreal, I'm gonna <laughs> put you on the spot. <laughs> but if, if there's like you know, and and know that if there are certain things that you're kind of like, well, you know, I, I understand too. But what are you? What would you say to people who, like, what your views are on that? And for people who may not understand what's the importance of social
1: equity programs,
0: what would you share with them around that?
1: Um. Uh, okay. So like, you know, I'm not like policy guy and wanting to march on the steps of, of, you know, the Capitol and with signs and things like that. But I would like to see change on a federal level. You know, I know there's a lot of work that has to be done, but um, that's where I would like to see things changed. And um In addition to that, licenses licenses given out to um, true social equity brands that have a platform and a a proven um, stance on um, the the cannabis um, industry, Mm -hmm. right? So like when sometimes these licenses are given out and there's no guidance, Right, like so, you, you're given this license, John Smith, and John Smith has not—he he doesn't know what to do with it, right? right. So then, this license is wasted. But because John Smith is of black and brown descent or whatever, he got it. But I just feel like the education needs to be there before the license can be there. So there's a lot of other steps that have to be taken, yeah, in order for that,
0: what, yeah, that... license to be given. When you say that, too, that reminds me that, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of times when people don't know what to do with the licenses, that's an opportunity for somebody to take advantage of them, too. Because we've seen a lot of equity operators that have actually gotten booted out of their own licenses and Mm -hmm. not had any say. And that's we Mm -hmm. as we start to see these these little loopholes pop up, we need to close them.
1: Yes, yes. So the education is definitely needed. You're right. You know, I've heard horror stories of people getting licenses, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, how did that happen? You know, so that education is definitely needed, for sure. So they don't get taken advantage of, and so they know what to do moving forward and how to have longevity in the cannabis industry.
0: Yeah, or if they decide that they want to get out, they're able to do it on their own terms Mm -hmm. and actually make a good profit (laughs) off of it. 'Cause right, almost right. everyone has an exit strategy these days. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, yes. Yeah,
0: exactly. But I, I like what you were saying around, you know, you're not you're not the kind of person who's, you know, going on like, you know, the policy person that's like on the steps of, you know, the Capitol or City Hall, because it really does illustrate that. There are so many different styles of activism and they're all really important and they're all really impactful and they they resonate with different different people in our communities because not everybody is going to want to be on the steps but they they may want to take action and they want to know subtle but effective ways to do it and another subtle but effective way to support is to vote with your wallet and to actually yeah support companies that are equity and black and yeah. brown owned companies to be able to create help take part in that sustainability and abundance.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I just I just I love that. I'm I'm just really grateful to to know activists like yourself that are doing this great mm-hmm. work and I I feel it's it's unfortunate that it's because of the impact that it had on your life that it that it pushed you in this direction. But it, in the fact that somebody like you is inspired to do this work and is making it happen, and it's it's because of you've you've turned around a situation that must have been so heartbreaking and painful, and you've turned it into something so supportive and beautiful.
1: Yes. Yes, it was. And just to be completely, completely candid, Sarah, like, I found myself just being a very, very private person and not wanting to share my story. Just thinking, hey, I'm alone in this boat and I've got to deal with this but um quickly realized you know i can i can do good i can help and and i can turn this around and 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 help the next person that's in my shoes right do you feel like people have like
0: mothers and girlfriends and wives have felt a load lifted by being able to feel free to have the conversations now too
1: yeah, yeah. You know what we we did an interview not that long ago. I, I don't know if you want me to tell you the, the yeah. station, but oh, <laughs> okay, whatever so you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah, it was Cannabis Top One Hundred One um, here in Los Angeles, and I told my story, and one of the hosts. Um, took me to the side, and she said, you know what, your story is amazing, and you definitely inspired me to share my story, and then she proceeded to tell me her story and how things unfolded. Um, She is white, and her then-husband was Hispanic, and they were selling cannabis illegally and what happened to him and what happened to her. And she says, you know, I buried it so far down, you know, that I didn't want to talk about it, but hearing you share your story, I, I feel compelled. Like I want to share mine too. And I thought, Oh my God, we just embraced and I thought, Oh my God, this is amazing. I love it. I love it. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's, I
0: think that that's a huge part of pe- people being able to heal too, to be able to have those conversations. Cause even though, you know, that you weren't in the wrong. You've gone through so yeah. much. Yeah. And that's, I think, mm-hmm. another thing too when we're looking at, especially in California with our illicit market and how we're starting to see busts again. And, and one of the biggest things, I, I, for three years, I was one of the, the co-chairs of the Legalization Task Force for San Francisco. And Uh-oh. yeah, back before when we were when sixty four was just a twinkle in our eye, if it was a twinkle, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yes. we had conversations about what we needed to do to start uh-huh. making sure people weren't going to be getting arrested and incarcerated and we we talked uh-huh. about you know if somebody is cultivating and they're not permitted instead of. Fining and jailing and all this. Why can't we start looking at ways for people accessible entry into the legal market? And we have done a really crap job of it (laughs) (laughs) because we're still seeing it. And and the fact that you know, one of the things that we talk about is you know why is this happening? And it's over taxation. It's over taxation. It's it's making it hard for, I, I know so many people who had businesses that sold to dispensaries back in the day that have, have had to not, they, they can't have a legal business because the bar to entry is so extraordinarily high. And that's also one of the reasons that we're having all these issues with people who are getting... Equity licenses and they're being taken advantage of because the bar is so high that they have no choice but to do business with people who end yeah. up screwing them over.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, this is true. This is true.
0: So we're not, we hmm. haven't quite created, we, we have people working hard like you, getting people out of a jail and creating a more just environment, but our just environment doesn't exist yet. And that's, I think the thing that when I when I talk to people now and it's like, as citizens, we need to start really pressuring policymakers. It's their jobs on the line. They aren't dealing with a bunch of silly stoners. We're mm-hmm, in, intelligent mm-hmm. people who, you know, pay our taxes. We have jobs. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, productive. And damn it, we
1: vote. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So getting more people
0: out of the cannabis closet and really letting their policymakers know that their jobs are on the line. Like we have to start doing more to normalize it so that they can't do this weak approach and punish people because they want their dollars.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's my soapbox. (laughs)
1: I love it. We're we're start, we're starting here, and and that's
0: okay. Yeah, I love it. Well,
1: and that's it. And
0: really, it's like, I, I just I just feel like, with all all the hard work that you've done, people just need to hear about this. They need to hear about all the hard work of the activists so that they can stand behind you and support you, and and really, really amplify your voice so that we can get more things done and you don't have to be a jack of all trades you can
1: do the things <laughs> you enjoy yeah yeah <laughs>
0: <sighs> you know it's it's just mm-hmm. it's something that i think you know people a lot of people are, for, are forgetting because we are seeing legalization and they're not understanding that people are still struggling and that this stuff is still happening and it's got to stop.
1: Yeah. yeah, this is true.
0: So I just really, really, really want to thank you for, for putting yourself out there and doing this incredibly hard work and juggling all of the things that mean so much to you to make this happen mm-hmm. and also yeah. if people want to get a hold of you if they want to follow you on social media or reach out what are the best ways for them to do that
1: oh yes thank you sarah you're amazing thank you uh, for the great compliments i will keep up this good work um so ways that people can follow us or contact us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at 40tonsbrand. Tons um, Hit us up on social, follow us, kind of see what, where we're going and what what is up next um, and all the great work that we uh, will continue to do. Or you can send us an email or check out our website at 40 Tons. .co and that's where you can find us online. Awesome.
0: Thank you. And for those of you who want to follow Planted on social media, we are Planted with Sarah on Twitter and on Instagram Planted with Sarah Pion on Facebook and our website is www.plantedwithsarah.com. You can listen to us on TuneIn, Stitcher, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Audible, pod chaser and of course our home network radio misfits network and if you like planted spread the love share your favorite episodes rate us leave a comment we want to hear back from you because this is all about educating and engaging and we want to make sure that our content is valuable to you because I can talk and hear myself all day but it doesn't mean anything if it doesn't mean anything to you so stay tuned remember that planted is twice a month and it's a crazy world out there we're still in the middle of a pandemic be kind to one another that's how we get through all of this and until next time stay safe take care everyone